0: Hello, this is Ev with the Bluff Council. You are about to listen to our episode on E.T. the Extraterrestrial. We thank you so much for listening, and if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Spotify or our YouTube channels. Thanks again. I just ordered a Bob Seger t-shirt for 4th of July. I'm pretty happy
1: about it. But Do you like Bob Seger? What, what are we doing here?
0: Bob Seger's the man.
1: Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, Do you know who he
0: is? No, he
1: sings, right? He's a singer.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a musician. That old time rock and roll, "Night Moves," great. Oh, n- "Night Moves" song. is a
1: "Night Moves" is a good one.
0: "Night Moves" is a good song for sure. Way up firm and high. He's talking about boobs. Talking about teenage boobs.
1: T- you teenage sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is exciting. Because this is this is a a re rething, a redo, a re invigoration of my top 10. Mm-hmm. This is a reinvigoration, you're right. An adjustment. I don't remember where this one goes. No one cares anymore. We no. haven't even been paying attention. <laughs> yeah. This is on my top 10. It's my top 10 is 16 movies long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is like 7 or 8 is where I'm putting this. It doesn't matter. It's It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's, it's a I'm very fond of this film. It's E.T. The Extraterrestrial. <laughs> Keith, this is going to be exciting for you because you just get to talk. Because this movie is perfect. It is a perfect film and... All I can offer is just sitting here and being like, "Remember this part? It was perfect. Remember this part? It was also perfect." <laughs> you, I, I don't recall exactly how you feel about this movie. I believe we watched it once together in Boston. We did. That was my first time. Yeah, I think that's why. Because I was like, "Holy shit, this guy hadn't seen ET." Little did I know, he's seen nothing. I've seen none, uh, of <laughs> But he hadn't seen ET, so uh, we watched it. And I feel like you're a little lukewarm on it because this is classic, Keith. But just, <laughs> why don't you talk us, talk us through? Talk us through your thoughts.
1: You watched it again for time number two. Yeah, time number two. I watched it uh, uh, with a critical eye this time. The first time I watched it just to, to watch it with, with a good buddy of mine and he didn't show up and then you were there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so Gene then initially was busy that day yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so so we watched it <laughs> here's i'm going to start this uh, i'm going to start this episode with a super hot angry take i went in with this went into the film ready to criticize it because why you may ask at home why would i want to criticize such a beloved film is because of my sheer disappointment, and borderline hatred for Indiana Jones. And Spielberg was on my to get list. I was like, I gotta get this motherfucker. (laughs) What is happening? Yeah, no, I, I watched Indiana Jones recently and I did not like it. New episode alert. Raiders of the Lost Ark? The first one, whatever the first one is. You don't like Raiders of the Lost Ark? I can go on for days of why I do not like that film. So going back into this, I was like, let me see, let me, let me, let me see this. This bum who I have no respect for. and oh, yeah, then, We'll get to that too. I'm, I'm <laughs> with you there. <laughs> and then but then I watched then I watch the film and I go, it's pretty good. It's pretty good film. <laughs>
0: it's, it's pretty good movie.
1: Yeah, I I went in ready to hate this film. And I and I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it, Everett. See the emotional roller coaster I've already put you on, it's fucking great. I know
0: this is already this is, I already I'm so lost. Like I already am so confused because <laughs> <the> lo- <laughs> I just want to talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark now. Not that I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is like the greatest thing since sliced bread, which a lot of people do. Uh, I, I think it's a very good movie. Strange strange to inspire hate. If you're going to hate Steven Spielberg, I can give you 10 other movies to, to hate him over. Hey, you!
1: The school cut you from the team? We should we'll have get it. There. We'll have an episode. We're going to do an we episode. Yeah, next we week, I think. Yeah, so We might have to go back to back right now. So, why do you love this movie so much? What's the thing that draws you in the most where you say, this is, this is the undeniable success of this film? Well, that's everything. But the, the, the shortest summation that
0: I can really put to it is I really truly believe, um, all hyperbole aside, I think that this is the most magical film I've ever seen. I really believe that this movie is the epitome and the embodiment of movie magic. Uh, Everything that means, this movie has and does uh, well. So I'm just, I think this movie is wonderfully scary, and wonderfully funny, and wonderfully heartbreaking, and wonderfully, like, exhilarating. And it makes you feel all of those things throughout the film, off and on, it's just the perfect balance. It's it, it, it's the it's the epitome of firing on all cylinders. I, I really can't overstate uh, how great this film is. I mean, <laughs> so you, I, I, and I, I I don't know how I don't know how you could think otherwise, respectfully. Like I really don't disrespectfully
1: know
0: how you could think otherwise.
1: So I think it's funny because your answer is everything. I mean, is is is, is every, I mean, that's what I hear. You just you think all of it is great.
0: Yeah. I've got scenes, and I've got things we can get into. Obviously, that's why we're here. But mm-hmm. that, that, the magic, the movie magic, is what makes this movie so good.
1: I'll tell you. Well, uh, you're wrong. Not, um, <laughs> not surprising. No one's surprised. Here's the 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 hands down the best part of this film is John Williams. He's the best part. His, his score. Is it his best score? Is it his best score? I mean, I haven't listened to all of his scores, but. After this watch, I think this, I can see why he is the greatest or Harold as, as one of the greatest ever to do this.
0: Oh, he's easily the greatest.
1: I, I mean, you know, like, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. He brings this film to life. He, this, that score to this film is so iconic, is so iconic. I think underrated in terms of film scores. Even if it's two, it's underrated. Like, it's it's that powerful of a score, in my yeah. opinion. Every magical moment that you're talking about is really driven by by his score. Fine. To me, that's far and away the, the, the best part of this film.
0: Well, where do we even go? Where do we even go?
1: Keep. I, I keep going, i was just, uh, you want me to get into more good things or you want me to get into bad things?
0: Well, there are no bad things, so there's. I guess we save time there. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll, uh, let's get into it. Okay, we'll come to that. Jesus, Keith, you son of a bitch. Okay, little, little, little background here. E.T. the Extraterrestrial, directed by Steven Spielberg, as, as you may have deduced from this conversation <laughs> so far, <laughs> written by Melissa Matheson. I, I want to give the biggest shout-out to Carlo Rombaldi, who was uh, responsible for creating the puppet mm. and creating uh, that amazing piece of animatronic magic? Um, I I I won't I won't dwell on this because I am the biggest broken record in the world. But exhibit A, make real shit, make practical shit, <laughs> make things for your actors to interact with. It is memorable. It it it's so much more effective. And I thought such a, a small tiny scene is when uh, uh, Gertie, Drew Barrymore, wonderful, dresses E.T. up in drag and E.T.'s doing the phone home thing and pulls the, the wig off and several strands of the wig's hair sticks to the alien's face. And I just thought, obviously, if this was made today, everything would be CGI, completely 100%, and you wouldn't get any of that real gritty, dirty magic of just hair sticking to this thing's face, which is a mistake but is what makes it real and tangible and magical. So to me, in some ways I had this thought like this is almost like the first really modern film in some ways, like it really heralded in the eighties in terms of like a style. Cause this film does not feel dated to me, which is, which is pretty amazing. Obviously the specifics are dated, the technology that the people are dealing with and their pop culture references and all that shit, obviously. But like as a film, I think young people today could watch it and and be sucked in. Yeah. Whereas a lot of movies from this time and before would have a harder time with that. And I think uh, there's a, a ton of reasons for that. Just it, it, it's overall quality and uh, the magic that I, I'm gonna say magic 500 times in this episode. So <laughs> magic. Uh, I I, <laughs> I think this movie really was like oh we're now we're in the 80s now there's a new decade of filmmaking now we can do more things. Um, and I think that uh, was a really big deal.
1: I, I, I do agree with you. I think you're right that the, it holds up. The, the, the style and the direction of the film, I, I, I hate to give credit to anyone but myself. To that hack. <laughs> to anyone, especially Steven Spielberg. <laughs> especially that, that hack. Um, but he the, it's really well-directed. There are a lot of things working really, really well to tell this story and I think all of them are on display in the first 10 minutes of the film. I don't I didn't remember, and I, don't, I would wonder, I wonder how many people at home, or even yourself, realize how many lines of dialogue are in the first 10 minutes of the film. The answer is zero. Very few, right? The, the zero, the answer is zero. There's no. not one word, there is not one word said in the first 10 minutes of the film, and one, you get everything in terms of story, every you know exactly what's going on you know everything that's happening and then on top of it you feel the emotion you 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 feel scared you feel nervous you you uh, identify with these creatures in a positive way but you feel so much with with nothing with nothing yeah. this i was thinking about this before i feel like this script is 15 pages long there's very little dialogue in the whole thing it's just Great direction, great cinematography, the the best score ever made. You know, it's it's decent performances, pretty good performances. We can argue about it. Pretty good, pretty good performances. Um, but you know, but just a lot of th- the technical craft side of things carry this this film, and and I think that's why it holds up. I think that's why it's that's why it holds up because I, I think today. They, those are where you cut corners. Those, those, those details, that oh, level of sure. nuance, that level of paying attention, it just it goes by the wayside. Where do we, where, you know, who gives a shit? They won't miss, they won't miss that. Yeah. You know, it's like Elf. You see an Elf where James Conn's like, there's two pages missing and they're like, do you think they're going to care? Print it. That's exactly what today's filmmaking is is like. It feels like, I should say.
0: Yeah, I mean, this will. This brings us to my other broken record point that anyone that watches any of these shows knows. I'll, I'll skip over this quickly. Practical effects, all that stuff, which I mentioned, and then not pandering. Yes. You want to talk about not effing pandering. Hundred is a kid's movie that is the most adult, like... This is what makes this an all-time film. Because if, if you're a child and you watch this movie, this movie says that everything you believe and everything this child, Henry Thomas, Elliot, is going through is real and is, is viable and is important and adults don't understand uh, and it is consequential. That was always the thing I remember about kids movies in the 80s, was shit has consequences. Mm. The villains are coming after you with guns.
1: You know what I'm gonna do to you, boy? I'm gonna blow both your kneecaps off.
0: Like, this is real-life shit here. This is reality threat. <laughs> and no one understands, and no
1: one believes you, and you have to, like, outsmart the adults. But not in, like, a slip on a ban appeal. Wet. No, exactly. You know, not because exactly. that's what that's like. That's what it would be now on the Disney Channel or whatever. It'd just be like, oh, throw oil on the ground and they'll fall down and we get yeah. away. Like that's not this film, and it's great because no. of that. Yeah,
0: totally. I mean, this movie, I am blown away every time that it it transitions to twenty minutes in at the end of the second act, beginning of the third. That is like, that is intense hospital drama. That, that shows Elliot on the bed yelling, you're killing him! You're killing him! And he's ripping his his, his things off, and E.T.'s dying, and ah, come back! Like, that shit, yeah, that, shit is, that shit is better than any adult film. Yeah. Like, make a good movie first, and then tailor it, and put in the parts for the kids, whatever you want. But like, holy shit, man, there's a reason E.T. is considered one of the greatest films of all time, and for my money, Easily the best kids film of all time. I'll say it. I don't. I don't give a shit. I'll heap. I'll heap the praise. <laughs> so like, it and that's because it is serious. It takes its stuff serious, while while still finding time to be funny, while still having yeah. uh, finding time be a little silly once in a while. Yeah,
1: like, don't pander. Yeah, Stop yeah. The, the, the... I'm spitting because I'm so
0: fucking fired no, up. No, you
1: should. Yeah, be, you should be throwing up. You shouldn't be spitting. <laughs> 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 but the, the I, again, I hate to agree with you as much as I probably will over the course of this episode. But the best thing you just said, and just dance it out. The best thing that you said. The best thing you said is is make a good film first. I don't know when we lost, and I'm just fuck. I sound like an old man saying, get off my lawn. But I, but I just are. I don't know when that like went away. I, I was having this conversation uh, today at work. Jeff, my buddy at, at work, shout out to Jeff, he's great. We we're talking today, like you don't know him. He's a good guy. <laughs> I got a, I got a bad feeling about Jeff. <laughs> my buddy at work. We both love films. We, but we were talking about today. What, can, what is. This as he, <laughs> just cracks another. We're getting we're getting into it today. Tell me more about Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the 2008 version, the 2012 version of Goonies, of E.T., of the 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 child adventure that is adult enough for adults and 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 fun enough for kids like that genre that spielberg may have like invented maybe like where where is that where where is that today where did those go can you name a film do they they like and when did they go away like why why did they go away like why do we treat kids with such kid gloves now because 12 year 12 year olds I would say are probably more advanced than than they, than they were yeah, that is, that's funny. 30 years ago. They're, you know, they're doing yeah. far more worse things than probably I was doing a, a, as a kid. You know, like so so yeah. why are they handled in media with such clubs like why? Why? It's a great question.
0: I I would love I would love thoughts from from the audience honestly because I I don't know. That's weird because it is like kids get they like they they are exposed to so much more at a younger age but the films are not rising in terms of, like, challenging yeah. them or, or, or just being on their level. Yeah. it's Like, any kid that's been on YouTube since they were seven has seen just about every awful thing in the world, but then it goes to the movie theater to watch a PG movie, and it's like, I don't I don't know. Clowns. Shitty. I don't know it, what those movies are either. Yeah. Um, could you... The, the I,
1: only one I could think of is Spy Kids? Like, is Spy Kids? Like... I Yeah, I don't know. I never saw Spike Kid. Me neither, but I I was like, I literally was racking my brain trying to think of... I don't think it exists. I I won't go too far down this hole, but that's why
0: I have that story that I developed. The Nerds, which is like literally trying to create a Goonies or, uh, you know, a movie from the 80s. that Like, My Childhood Memories, E.T., where the consequences were real. The kids were having to fight back. Like, all that stuff. I don't think that really exists. Spielberg was a master... At that. That was like his own little cottage industry for a while. Yeah. Because I think that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, That's Jaws to a slightly lesser extent, but that's E.T. That's Jurassic Park. I think Jurassic Park, the first one, falls under that. Yeah. Um, But after that, I don't really know... I mean, disaster movies. I guess they're Marvel movies. I feel like that's the dead end that we get to. It's just Marvel really like, ruined. What cinema? happened to these movies? What happened to big action movies? What happened to movies that kids and adults can go enjoy together? It's all Marvel. Marvel's it's fault. It's all
1: like Disney, Marvel, comic book films. Which is,
0: those are okay. Most of those are okay. They're yeah, I enjoy good.
1: them, but I, you yeah. know, I like cookies, but I can't eat only cookies. Give me, <laughs> give me something else. I mean, I'm trying, yeah. but. <laughs>
0: But that was a sad thing. That's a sad thought I had rewatching ET just today. I was like, "There'll never be a movie like this again," no. you know. Unless, unless someone can break fr- through and and you know ha- have a little courage and 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 make something. But I just can't imagine a completely original, although there's uh, accusations of uh, plagiarism, <laughs> a completely original to to the audience, uh, story that is that is a big studio film that takes over the world and is non-pandery and shitty to kids. I just it's it's it just won't happen. Also with no like huge stars? Like even at the, at that time, at that time yeah, D no. Wallace and uh God Blesser and, and and Peter Coyote uh those are your leads and then you got three basically unknown kids in it like uh, that's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It, it, it will never happen again unless someone gives me 50 million dollars and then I will make it happen. Okay, you can give
1: me. I'll do it for twenty-five.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's good. It's gonna it's gonna be pandery as fuck. <laughs> hey kids. Speaking of D. Wallace, you prick. Mm, uh, good point. <laughs> well, you you were you were not as willing to heap praise on the performances. So tell me your your
1: weakest performance. If you say if you say Elliot, no. God damn you. No. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I, I don't. I don't mean to make it sound like I don't think the performances aren't good. I don't think they are great overall. I think the the scene that you reference. There, there's there's several scenes that are are that are very good. The hospital scene, obviously one that sticks out. And Drew Mary Drew Barrymore is a is a is fun throughout. Excellent. She is excellent throughout. She's You're nuts. She's fun. She's fun throughout, and and again, she has her moments where she gets sad and emotional. Like it's it's the credit is showing that much range at such a young age. Exactly. That, that that's great. Yeah. So so, but I don't think they're. I guess what I'm trying to say is not that they're bad, and I don't think that they, they are buried underneath. What I think the A level of success in this film is, yeah. if I give that, a, if I give their performances a B or a B plus, that's not bad. That's that's good, but if those other things are not there, this film has a chance of being almost bad. If those, if those other, well, yeah, if it's not wonderfully directed and wonderfully
0: scored and great special yeah. effects. With great cinematography, right. it, it might not be as good.
1: Right. But so those so that, that's my point. So when I look at the performances, I don't I go, Oh yeah, they were they were they were good. But they're muted and masked by the immense talent of everything else around it. So that's why I don't jump over the moon for their performances. I
0: think that's crazy. Okay. I think Henry Thomas, Elliot, Andrew Barrymore, Gertie, are two of the better child performances in anything that come to mind, that come immediately to mind. What else you got, Keith? What? tell me, let's get negative before I rebound and I I save this thing, carry this thing to the finish (laughs)
1: line. I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. The story is not very good. The story of this film is not, is not really that good. Like it's, it's, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. It's a wrong lot of
0: simple and straightforward no, stories. I don't it's just,
1: it doesn't make it listen. This is your bias gonna come through here. So you just need to like take a breath and just listen and not get all freaked out. But, and just keep drinking. That's just drink the problems away. I think that's <laughs> I've been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> but when when you think about it, I mean the the film is an alien lands, and then a small boy falls in love with him. <laughs> with that alien, and then tries to help him get home. That's it, and that's as straightforward as the film is. Like it's not, ver- it's not more com-, com, it is not more complex than that. Sure, you can boil any film down so to a logline or whatever, but usually there's more nuance and more. Uh, twists and turns, or whatever that doesn't fully explain. Like I've told you the story of VT e. in one sentence, and you you have missed. That's nothing. usually
0: the, the that's usually the 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 definition, the defining characteristic of a great film. You can you can describe it in a, in a in a in a sentence. That's what people say. That's what all my screenwriting books say. No, you it's like Home Alone. A kid defends his house from criminals.
1: Like, yes, but that but absolutely, if if I told you. Home Alone was about a boy defending his house from criminals, you would miss how much of that film? There's so much more to that film than just that. That's just a general concept. Are you implying that there's not so much more to E.T.
0: No. than a boy trying to help an alien get home?
1: Yes, that is it. That is, that is the entire story. That wow. is 100% of the story. and not even And that story isn't even, like, well-developed. Because I have some questions. <laughs> Please. What, what? 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 Two major. Two major things. What makes uh, E.T. and Elliot connected? Why are they all of a sudden sharing a body and sharing emotions? Like, why does that happen? Well, I assume that that's part of E.T.'s, uh, you know,
0: skill set. <laughs> It's EC, it's ETs like it's, it's something that his, that his race, that his people are, are capable of, this like psychic soul bond.
1: And what would make you know that other than you literally guessing? Well, because that's what happens. Like he, he
0: connects with this boy and, and, and it's, it seems in, uh, very clear that 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 that's there.
1: No, it just happens because it happens. There is no, there's no, there's nothing to it. It just, it just happens. It just happens. But don't you
0: often argue against needing to like over explain everything and like break down every little thing or you, you, you don't, you're all about the over explanation.
1: No, No, not over explanation. Just an appropriate explanation. That is a very large chunk of the story. That's a very large impactful point to the story to not, even have a line of dialogue that represents what that Who is. Who would have given that dialogue though? It, between, like, he could just be like, what's happening? Why am I feeling that? I don't know, I'm not writing the story, but just figure it out. Like, there, there needs to be, that just, that happens just to add dramatic uh, flavor to the film. It just, it just because then they're dying together. Like, it's only in the film because it's it helps the film be more dramatic. There's no, rhyme or reason, as to why that is, and then true, I think it's part of a, the deeper theme. What? Like, what's the deeper uh, theme? What's the deeper like, theme?
0: Uh, of of being of being alone, and, and that this that you know, like Spielberg created this story. He says based on like his childhood imaginary friend, where it's like this is this is a this is an embodiment. You know, this is this is a, a parallel of my own uh, solitude and loneliness and confusion as a child. And so this thing is feeling the feelings that I'm feeling. This thing is mirroring back what I'm going through. He's separated. E.T. is separated from his family. He's lost and alone. Elliot's family is, is, is crumbling. He feels lost and alone. He's the middle child. You know what I mean? Sure. Like There's a deeper thing there. And I also don't, I don't know why, like, you watching the film, just these two times, you got what was happening. Right? I'm not you saying got that they were psychically connected or whatever. Yes. So what not... else do you need? I don't. I don't know why you
1: cause. need cause. I, I want cause to why that is. I, like in any film. So so to liken it to one of our favorite films, Wonder Woman, 1984. <laughs> so when she can just fly in the middle of, of the film or make things go invisible in the middle of the film, and we sit here and both criticize that and say, how can that just happen? What is the difference? On this side of the argument, you're saying, oh, it's fine, because you get it. And on that side of the the argument, you're like, oh, no, that's terrible.
0: They establish it in E.T. in the first scene, basically, that they're interacting. E.T. gets tired, and Elliot gets tired. And then every scene thereafter, he's hungry, Elliot's hungry. He gets drunk, Elliot gets drunk. Like, it's literally every single scene building slowly, where eventually Elliot's saying, we, we, we're going to be all right, until I think we're dying. Like, it, it's throughout. The Wonder Woman example doesn't work, because Wonder Woman is just like, in this scene, I can fly. And in this scene, I can make the jet invisible. And in this scene, like, it, it's all over the fucking map. Like, that's fair. There's a thats a a much fair more point.
1: cohesive structure here. That is a fair point. I apologize for even comparing any film. There's to, to... a dick move, Keith. <laughs> You can criticize E.T., but the second you compare it to Wonder Woman 84, that's... Uh, I mean, what are we doing here? I know I I flew off the deep end there, and I apologize. (laughs) It's the meanest thing you've ever said about anything. (laughs) I didn't mean it. Uh, You you are correct. I just uh, the I got confused. It feels like there was two big parts that I got not confused at because I understood what was happening. I was just questioning as to why they were happening. One was what I just said. Why are they all of a sudden connected? But you're right. It is throughout the whole thing. Uh, Fine. But, but then then how also how does et live how does he come back from the dead love is it the boy's love why, how did he just he's just alive all of a sudden after he died why it's the it's the crux of the film
0: it's a great part it's a great part of the film
1: but why <laughs> like who gives a shit it feels great <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I don't know. I, I thought about that a little bit this time. Um, like, what what drives that? And I don't know that... I mean, who, the, the answer's probably out there, so look it up. You guys do the work. You we do, do just, some uh, work uh, for once, guys. <laughs> we're just here to pontificate and hear the sounds of our own voices. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, mm, sounds great. No, I think... Like, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's, like, Sleeping Beauty shit where it's, like, the love, the kiss from the prince. <laughs> like, I don't think it's some love thing like that. I think it could be... All right, whatever. Bullshitting. It could be that he was faking it to get them out of there. That E.T. knew that's what was a sh- happening. That's it's a stretch. stretch. It is a stretch. I don't really think that's it. I think it's more that, like, because as he was dying or... You know, he's an alien. He can do things that we don't understand. He Maybe he, like, died, but then in that crossover stage he 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 is uh made aware that they're coming for him and that reinvigorates him because that that's like the first thing they say to each other when he when he opens it up and he finds out he's still alive does this mean they're coming yes. so it's got to be something to that but that's a fair question i don't think that takes away from anything because it's just so fucking great
1: yeah ta- but... it, it, it does it, but my bigger point is the story is not great and to me that's a huge example as to why the story is not great is cuz these things i think should be better thought out and they should be better explained or i should be able explained i use that word loosely i don't mean like here's what uh. that's yeah, not what so i'm saying so keith needs those keith needs crystal clear answers here no but i just, but
0: i do think you want a narrator should there have been a narrator yes. at this point Elliot and the alien are <laughs> binded psychologically. Yes. The reason is because on E.T.'s home planet-
1: Yes. Yeah. I want Steven Spielberg himself to whisper <laughs> yeah. the narration- picture in picture. <laughs> Okay, well, um, this is, at this- at This, this is what's happening. All the time,
0: uh, what's that, <laughs> what Mr. Spielberg? Of, so you just want director's commentary. <laughs> what's that? What's that? You think it's good? No. You, No, you get out of here. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) That makes me think of uh, Cartman and Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Just turned into something Um, really
0: awkward and uncomfortable. (laughs) Fucking classic. Okay, So whatever, Keith. You're stupid. Tell me why. Tell me. Let's. All right. Let's. I love this movie. It's in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Steven Spielberg. Clearly responsible for several all-time great films, but let's
1: tear Name him Name another apart. one. <laughs> let's tear
0: him apart. Great. I'll tell you. I'll start with Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's absurd. We're going to do a whole episode, my God. Um, I think he's made four great films. All-time great films. That's enough. <laughs> That's, <phenomenal. laughs> That's enough. Okay? That's phenomenal. That's enough. He's got four of the top 50 films of all time. So can, more, can you, can you name
1: E.T. one? Uh, e. Not in one order, but...
0: Yeah, in no particular order, although E.T. is probably first. E.T. is one. Uh, Jaws is another one. Schindler's List is another one. And Saving Private Ryan is another one. I think those are four great films. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is very good, and I think Jurassic Park is very good. I don't think those movies are great, all-time great. And I know you guys are gonna hate me for that shit, because everybody loves, especially Raiders of the Lost Ark. Jurassic Park has some issues. Uh, great time. E- those two movies, while not perfect, are are wonderfully enjoyable. So that's that's six. Wonder, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna refer to Schindler's List as wonderfully enjoyable. Yeah, it's so. A... You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But I don't like that Spielberg is, is, like, that Spielberg is, like, the word Spielberg is used as, like, a euphemism for, for a great, great, great director. director. Like, oh, wait, great job, Spielberg. It's like, no,
1: like, there's, there's a lot of... That's jealousy. I, you can't, because if you're going to say, if you, you are you're taking your words, six pretty much all-time great films... Six in the yeah, top Jurassic 100? Park, 100. Like, where are you putting Where are you putting the other two? Like, what's the lowest of those other two? Still in the top 100 for you? I mean, like...
0: No, there are they're a couple. They're, they're in the hundreds. It, so, but either either way... But the problem with Spielberg is he's made so many shitty films, too. Like, he's made some average films, Minority Report, uh, a couple others that I think are like, eh, they're pretty good. These are pretty good movies. But he's also, like, the last 20 years... Fucking Bridge of Spies, that movie sucks. Like, <laughs> like he's he's making West Side Story this year. Yeah, uh, of course, Ready he is. Player One. Like let me tell you something. West Side Story is going to be the worst movie of the year. You can you can quote this later in the future. This movie's going to be awful. We might do an episode on it, even though I, I don't want to watch it, just oh. because I want to tear it apart. We're definitely but like doing Ready it. Player One. I mean, he he's not, you know. But no one fell off.
1: You fell no, off, Steve. That's that's ridiculous. Like no one, you know. Barry Bonds struck out plenty. You know, that doesn't... He did not. (laughs) That is is an inaccurate statement. (laughs) He he struck out plenty. He walked and he hit
0: home runs. That's what Barry Bonds did. Barry Bonds did two things.
1: And Bonds hits one high. Hits it deep. It is out of here. 7.56. Oh, he, you know, great, great you know, great pitchers, great hitters, great athlete, whatever. Yeah, but look at Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese's still making relevant, good films. Sure,
0: but Spielberg isn't? No. He hasn't made a relevant movie that really, like, that really made an impact since... I mean, I don't know, two thousand. I, I don't. I can't tell you which one. If you, but if you Nick look at Seabiscuit the biscuit or Warhorse yeah, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you're but Michael
1: his... Jordan can't can't play in the NBA today. But does that not make him still the greatest player of all time? No, Much better than LeBron James. but that's a completely different thing because athletics. You have a window. Being creative
0: and being an artist. You your window is oh, forever. No, if that's anything, not true. If anything, you should almost get better as you get older. That's not true. That's not true. What do you think is the the craziest scene? What's what's the weirdest scene? to you can you think of that the biggest swing (laughs) just uh, what do you got what do you got give it to me the 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 frog scene the entire scene of the frog escape and the cut back and forth between et drinking and watching the movies on tv like that i i love that scene maybe i mean i don't know i've got five favorite scenes that might be one that's one of them for sure where he he you know, he gets drunk and Elliot's falling out of the chair and the, the pretty girl that he, that he is, you know, has his little crush on or whatever and they kiss because the people on the TV kiss and I, I just think that scene is really, I don't want to say out of place because again, I love it, but I really feel like I can't imagine writing that scene within this film. Like it feels like kind of a, do, yeah, it's like this 10 minute scene in the middle of the movie where you're just like, wow, that was kind of its own thing it was but it's really special and really magical and i and i, I can't ex- like it doesn't make sense in a very literal way you know but it's it's wonderful and it works and i just feel like that that's that's flexy filmmaking that you could put that scene in there and not miss a beat
1: Yeah, I think the the word that's I was gonna say that scene to to retcon this this conversation where I sound smart. (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) I was gonna say the frog the frog scene, but I I just still didn't know where you were going with it, so I didn't know what to say. Regardless, I I agree, and I think a big swing is the right way to to put it because that is something I don't want to say luck. But maybe luck is involved. But that's something that you put out, and I don't think you know is going to work or not. And there's yeah. a handful of films that have these type of scenes that don't necessarily fit into what we're doing, or but but they either become iconic or they become talked about, or a, you know a, a heavy point of the film, a frame of reference in the future, you know, looking back, or, or they ruin the film, <laughs> or they're just yeah. like, oh, that was. That's stupid. It took me out completely or whatever. And, yeah. And who knows why they work and why they don't to some degree. And this one does. It's, it's a charming, I really like the, it's so weird. <laughs> weird is maybe not the right word. But the, the, that he steps on the other kid to, yeah, to kiss that's what the I'm girl. Saying. And that kid just like stays there. Like it is. Yeah. It's like it, he he crawls under it. Yeah. It's, it is, it's. It's ridiculous. It's, it's different. It's, it's like di- a different
0: it's a scene from a different movie yeah. that just lands in the middle of this one, but it's like perfect. And yeah. I, and I and I'm really that that's what makes it so perfect. I'm really it, fascinated
1: by It makes me thinking about it now. It makes me feel like I, I, it I should be in the sandlot. I can't take this no more. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like it should that that scene could be in that because it's adorable. You know, the little kid kisses his little crush or whatever, and that's like—it's a—it's yeah. a, a fun moment for for kids to identify with and see themselves and be like, oh, i, I hope to kiss the pretty girl at school one yeah. day too. And
0: the and the big bully, the heavyset dude, lays down so I can step on his back. Like
1: it's—it's it's all this stuff. <laughs> you took it a little you know? darker than than I was taking. <laughs> and then, and then yeah, that bully, yeah. you step on his throat, and you piss on him while I'm yeah. kissing my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: <it is. laughs> No, that scene really stood out to me as a kid. I mean, I first saw this when I was four or five or whatever. Um, and I loved, I had such a big crush on that little girl when I was a child. Her, her name, the actress, Erica Aleniac, And I was happy to see, I feel like I, I knew this in some part of my brain, but she grew up to be the young, I forget the character's name, but the young blonde in the Beverly Hillbillies movie
1: with really? Jim Harney.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. So when I so I, I, loved her when I was like five in this movie. And then and loved. I loved her in the Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> when I was like 12. Howdy, I'm Ellie Mae. You must be Mr. Drysdale's son. Uh-huh. 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 I would rent the Beverly Hillbillies. It was like, it was in my monthly. We went to the video store every weekend. And at least once a month, I would get the Beverly Hillbillies and, and watch it and had a crush on her. I guess she ended up on Daywatch too. Insert clip. what else Keith oh you always talk about the texture in films mm-hmm. this movie has smoke in every every scene, scene. <laughs> smoke and mist yeah. every you, you you don't even you can't turn around without somebody yeah pumping a smoke machine yeah but it works but it works and unless you're looking for it it's not distracting it just it adds so much that yeah. the air is heavy yeah. the air is heavy everywhere you
1: go I, I think it's an overlooked part of a filmmaking. The, the texture, for probably lack of a better way of saying it, but the atmosphere that I am in being a tangible thing. Like, as the viewer, I'm, I'm in this place with my characters, and having, yeah. having a, some, some texture to it, I think adds to that emotion that you're trying to build. Everything in your film should be equaling emotion. Every single thing. And I think it's well, a Well, that's
0: missed... why CGI is awful. Yeah,
1: it's... Because it, it equals no emotion. Whereas again, I'm, I'm coming
0: back. I said I would, I said I'd talk about it once. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Practical effects. Every time I saw E.T.'s slimy hands and he's kind of like, that's what's great about it is they're not like, they're kind of creepy. They're kind of gross. He's kind of creepy and gross. He's like sweaty. He's like, he looks very, you know, he, he just, it's clammy. Clammy is a good word. Sure. But like, it's real. It's right there. You heartless prick. <laughs> How many times do you cry in this movie? How many uh, times? Zero. Okay. I want leave a comment. How many times yeah.
1: do you had did this movie make you cry? Yeah, I'm dead inside. Cause, I, cause you I, don't even tear up. I was rooting for the alien to die. <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: like, you're like pro Peter Coyote, like fucking get that guy. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is with the keychain, but
1: I hope he fucking yeah.
0: <laughs> he elect cattle prods <laughs> this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, cause I'm on Team Science. We got to know what we're dealing with because the sequel to this is Independence Day. And this is fucking E.T.'s fault. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Earth. So
0: you, know, uh, you really don't get emotional? I, 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 uh, I, I... Do as any I, movies get you emotional?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know the film I cried the the hardest at was uh, Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? That I ah. I literally crawled up into a ball and was just weeping. It was a tough time for me at that time in my life. <laughs> it so it's more about your personal circumstances. Yeah, at that yeah. Point it wasn't life. it wasn't great, but um, and up right up gets you. Oh God, it's the saddest film ever. It's the sad, it, up the first ten minutes. I dare you to watch the first ten minutes of Up and not want to slit your wrists. I neither here nor there. <laughs> Love is a lie. Um, <laughs> it will leave you. Sorry. I am able to prevent myself from feeling when I know, when I'm prepared for it. And I am prepared for it, N-E-T, therefore I will not allow myself to, to feel those emotions. But the hospital scene is is difficult to watch from a, from a sad standpoint. Yeah, it is an
0: intense emotional scene. I cry almost throughout. <laughs> and part of that is that I've just become a crier as I've gotten older. I, I won't cry. Like, you know, you could tell me all my loved ones are dead, and I'll be, like, stone-faced, like, oh, well, time to move for the future. <laughs> you know, time to play for the future. But, like, I, like, like, in Dumb and Dumber, I watch a credit card commercial, and I start sobbing. Like, that's literally <laughs> how I am now, is even if it's not sad, even if it's just happy, even if somebody goes, like, I'm proud of you, sport. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you worked so hard. You know, like, I get really emotional. So this movie, as I've gotten older, I don't remember crying at all when I was a kid. Like, I don't remember crying at all. I just remember thinking the movie was fun, which is funny now also looking back. But I cry throughout. Um and I uh, throughout the second and third act for sad parts and happy parts. I think the I don't know. I love so many scenes. I love the pizza party, you know, in the beginning. I think all of that's funny. I love the I love the camaraderie between the boys and the friends. I love that frog scene with the kiss. I think my favorite scene if you put a gun to my head is the and end. I will bicycle escape. I think as yeah. those kids are escaping on the bikes, the five of them together, uh, Elliot up front with E.T. That is every, that is everything, at least for me, a, a child wants. Yeah. Like that is you are outsmarting adults. You are taking your bikes where cars cannot go. Uh, you, you are escaping you, you, you know, like my, my ingenuity and my limitations as a child, which are the bicycles, are actually what empowers me to succeed over you. Your car is the limitation if you bring it onto my turf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that whole scene and they're splitting up. Let's split up. And they go in different ways. Like I get the chills. My favorite cut, one of my favorite cuts in cinema history is when uh, D Wallace is running up to the van, the abandoned van in the park, and all the G-men are surrounding, like "where, where, where, where!" And she runs away, and she's looking, like "what?" Ah! And like comes up in the camera, <laughs> and that, and the fucking score comes in. John Williams, like, ree, 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 it's the best <laughs> part, ree, ree, ree. like those bells. I'm gonna cry right now. Like I just watched it a little while ago, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I've seen this movie hundreds of times. I'm 37 years old. It came out 40 years ago, and that cut happens, and I go, "Yeah, fucking go, <laughs> get away!" Like I'm just like, "You could do it." You know what I mean? Yeah. That is magic. That is yeah. that is cinema magic.
1: Yeah. And then when he rides his bike and he flies and rides the bike, like that that moment, I get emotional too. When you're talking about be- yeah, yeah, being as soon emotional. as he makes
0: him lift off, I start yeah. crying. It's and like that. That's the power of like great cinema
1: is 40 years later.
0: Something you've seen a bunch of times that you know is coming, even if you haven't seen this movie, you know he's going to make E.T. fly through the moon, and, and you that happens, and you're just like, this is magical. Magical. Every time I say magical, take a drink. Kevin, you're blacked out by now. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it Takes a lot to get him blacked out, so. Magical, well, right. magical. Magic, magic, <laughs> magic.